Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pipe Bomb Show. I am your host, John Pipe Bomb. I'm sorry if I'm just talking really fast. This is my third or fourth time trying to record this without something interrupting me. You might be looking at the uh, last episode and say, wait, that was just a couple hours ago. This is the review? Yes, as you can see. As you can hear, actually. I just left the uh, the Prudential Center um, fresh out on my way back home right now. And I said, what the hell? Let's kill some time. Let's, ha- let's talk to you, the people, about what happened, what I saw, what I felt, what I felt in that building. Let's go. I'm sorry. I was waiting for the, for the light to turn green. But let's get into it. We started with the pre-show. Zero hour, actually. It was... Um, actually, first, uh, got to the arena. Um, I was in the upper deck, but I was in the first row. So only thing in front of me was the uh, the railing and the staircase that led to, you know, to to the the level for food and bathroom and shit like that. So no one in front of me, no one blocking my view. Thank God, that's the only way I can really sit at these events anymore. If I have an aisle seat or I just can't be in the middle anymore. I can't do it no more. All right, I'm either in the front row or I'm in the aisle seat. I have to be on the perimeter somewhere. I just can't be smack in the middle no more. No, I can't use the bathroom and pass 20 people. No, I can't do that. Nope, 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 nope. But anyway, let's forget about that. Let's forget about that. Uh, one issue I do have, since I was in the upper level in the 200s, uh, the audio. I felt the audio was off. I could, uh, for the acclaim, when they, uh, when they did their rap coming out, I could hear some of it, most of it. I'm definitely going to have to go on Twitter or, or YouTube so I can hear word for word what Max Kastler was rapping about. Clearly, hear every single word. Uh, uh, and then with promos, they'll show a promo um, that's going on backstage and you can only make out some of it. And I'll get some more of that case in point with the pre-show. But first we had um, best friends, Orange Cassidy, uh, Rocky Romero and a mystery partner, a very evil, very mysterious partner, taking on the factory. Um, towards the end, QT was about to uh, uh, finish off uh, Orange Cassidy when Dan Housen's music played. Dan Housen came out, huge reaction. Um. And got the win. Clean house. And I forgot what finisher he hit. Oh, no. He did something with the teeth. All of a sudden, I hear everyone going, the teeth, the teeth. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I look. Dan Housen had a small little little jar. Little little jar that you would find at like at an Italian restaurant where they put the mozzarella cheese. Not the mozzarella cheese. The, the, the Parmesan cheese. Opens the lid. Uh, Nick Camarado 
is on his knees in the middle of the ring. Danhausen opens his mouth and pours teeth into his mouth and then hits him with the super kick. Referee allowed everything. I know, I know it's going to be driving Jim Cornette up, you know, up a wall. How are you going to bring teeth in this match? How are you going to use a weapon and not be DQ'd? I know he's going to go crazy, and I can't wait to hear it. Uh, then he had, uh, he had a finisher or something to QT, beat him. He, Danhausen actually got the one, two, three. In the in my review, I said, you know, it, it could be a thing where, you know, the factory winds up pulling some bullshit win and Danhausen is the reason they lose. Here, he's the reason they won. So good on him. Uh then uh QT tries to leave. Or maybe they didn't maybe he didn't pin QT. He pinned someone else. He probably pinned someone else. Uh he goes. Uh, QT leaves the ring, wants something to do with the best friends, cut him off, send them back in the ring, and and Danhausen has this huge, a nail, not like a fingernail, like a nail nail, like for a hammer. So he, so he has this nail and just spikes uh, QT on the head, drops him, and that's it. Good guys, go and celebrate. Speaking of good guys celebrating, next match was Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks uh, in the tournament, the world title eliminator tournament. So, come out, fairly decent match. Uh, Crowd, obviously, behind Ricky, wanted to see this guy win. Uh, Brian Cage got close to no reaction. This is a really bumpy road. Close to no reaction. And uh, Ricky pulls out the win. Ricky will be pulling out, uh, going out to the, uh, going to the finals. He pulled out a win to go to the finals. Uh, then they put out the graphic that the finals were not going to be tonight. The finals of that tournament will be on this rampage coming up. So, there you have it. Rampage coming up. It will be Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks. So, that should be a fun one. Then, last match on the pre-show was Eddie Kingston versus uh, June. I I don't have the paper. I don't have the thing in front of me to say his last name. Uh, and here's an issue with the audio I was mentioning earlier. It showed um, Eddie Kingston, you know, he's talking to Renee, and, you know, he's he looks flustered. He, it looks like there's something on his mind. It looks like he's about to cry. And I immediately thought, you know, some something had happened. Someone had passed away or something. So... We we couldn't hear anything where where I was sitting. Or maybe I maybe it was just me. I couldn't hear anything. Uh they come out. It was a pretty decent match. These two were going at it, hitting each other hard. 
you could tell Eddie had a lot of um, respect for June after the match. Uh, oh, um, uh, Eddie Eddie winds up winning the match. Afterwards, you you know he's he's bowing, he's praising this man, and you know when he picks his head up, you know Eddie's in tears. I didn't know if this was some type of retirement match for Eddie Kingston. Would this be his last match or something? I didn't know what was going on. All I know is this meant a lot to him. Maybe maybe June is someone he looked up to. Um, um, June uh, wind up wound up, you know, repaying that. You know, he was bowing down to Eddie. They shook hands. They hugged afterwards. I don't know if it'll show on the uh, uh, on the on the live feed. But Eddie got the microphone. He said, "How many minutes you got? Two minutes? Okay." He's hyping up the pay per view. He said, "Listen, stop being stupid. Go get the pay per view. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> Which I I thought was hilarious. Uh, he he said he did uh mourn he said rest in peace to his mother i believe like i said the audio so i think his his mother passing might have just happened he he rattled off a few other names of people so maybe one of them was very recent so he dedicated this match to them um but yeah that's how he ended, and then he hyped up the crowd. Uh, Ortiz, Ortiz was in his corner, and you know after the match, he's staying. He's he's on the side. He's banging on the ring, and you literally could see Eddie Kingston's mouth get in the fucking ring, and <laughs> celebrates with his friends. Uh, I thought that was nice. Uh, but first match. What's what's weird too is Justin Roberts, you know, usually at these pay-per-views or or you know these TVs, they'll say you know one minute and then we're gonna be live and nothing like that. Literally, Jr. came out his music. A couple minutes later, fireworks just went off. Just fireworks, just bang, 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 and we're like, oh shit, pay-per-view starting. Okay, why? Let let's fucking go. No warning though, like like to heighten to get the crowd ready, nothing. So where is it taking me? It's taking me to the, this tunnel? Alright, whatever. So first match, what's funny is uh I saw the steel cage suspended above the ring. And we're like, oh, I wonder when the steel cage match is going to happen. And of course, you act and you shall receive. Because it was the very first match. Steel cage match. Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus. Uh, this took a lot to build up to. You know, this this crowd was on and off. There were... There were things this crowd really liked, and then this crowd said, you know, let's wait and see what's going to happen. And the crowd was quiet 
for a few matches where there was literally no reaction. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, I'm going to fall asleep and I'll tell you which which match, you know, was had me dozing off. Where I was just like, it's quiet. There's no reaction. There's no excitement. This might be a good match, but there's no reaction for it towards it. I feel like I could go to sleep right now. Um, This wasn't that match since we had, you know, just started the day. Just started the night. Um, like I said, took a while. Eventually, uh, steel cage door open. Guy next to me goes, Oh, it's the first time I've seen opponents fight outside of a steel cage. And I just said, Do you watch AEW? Because that's one of their things. It's not one of these escape the cage, you have to win in the cage. That's the whole point of it. But they did that to bring in a table, two chairs. So that uh, Jungle Boy could obviously use those chairs to bring down Luchasaurus. Uh, then laid Luchasaurus on the table. I called it. I said, hey, if you're going to jump, you better jump from up there. Jungle Boy climbed all the way to the top of the cage. Landed an elbow. It looked like he missed or... He didn't get all of it, but the table broke underneath uh, Luchasaurus, so that's really all that matters, doesn't it? Breaks, breaks the table, uh, and then uh, applies the, what is it, the snap nair, the snap trap, or something like that. He applies the uh, submission, and uh, Luchasaurus taps. There you go. And Jungle Boy uh, wins that encounter. Uh, Christian uh, Christian Cage was out there. Um, he was the one that opened the uh, the cage door, and then eventually security just was like, you know, we're, we got enough of you. You know, you get the fuck out. <laughs> they carried him out. It was comical. Um, let me see where I'm going first. Oh my god, that looks like forever. But I guess I'll do it. All right. What was the next match? The next match. They put the graphic up, and that woke. If 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 you were not a fan of that first match, and maybe you were bored or something, once they put the graphic up for the next match, you woke up because the next match was the. Trios, tag titles, Death Triangle versus the Elite before the Elite came out. Um, they, 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 they showed words. They, they showed words, you know, we are the, 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 the teachers of the past and, you know, philosophical. And then they said, we will carry on, carry on. And then. The Elite got a brand new song. Uh, I don't even know. I think it. I think it might be called "Carry On," but it's you know "Carry On My Way With the... That one, that song. I'm sorry for the horrible singing, but they came out. Crowd was singing the mute, uh, the song along with them. 
you know, one thing I, I you know, I like the whole, you know, a song the, the fans can sing to. I mean, shit, we got that with Wild Things with uh, Moxley. We got uh, that with uh, Jungle Boy. I like the 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 the, uh, the elite's other song. I like I love the the super kick party for the young bucks and Omega song. I really like those songs. I have those songs uh, uh, in my you know my music library. I listen to those songs from time to time. So you know this might be a cute way to hey let's get everybody sing together. But I was like ah. I'd rather you guys just keep your old songs. Have the Bucks come out first, Pose, and then Omega song. But hey, that's me. Oh my God, I'm going in the tunnel. I don't know if I'm going to lose connection. Oh no, I wouldn't because I'm recording. Okay. Uh, sorry, sounds super old. Anyway, uh, this is the match we knew it was going to be. It's going to be the Young Bucks taking on the Lucha Bros and Omega versus Pac. A uh, lot of action, a lot of uh, flips and dives and all the shebang. Uh, but the end of the match came down to what I what I said. I said two things would happen. The Elite would get their titles back. I mean, there would only be two options. But I said they there would be two options. The Elite would get their titles back because they were never supposed to lose them. Or Death Triangle wins. And then maybe the Elite chase them because now you can build a proper feud with these two teams. Well, at the end there, Ray Phoenix was the legal man. Omega was the legal man. Pac handed uh, Ray Phoenix the, the hammer. Air used this. Ray Phoenix didn't want to, but he was stuck, and he was about to get hit with the one-winged angel. So when he was coming down, when he was up, he hits Omega with the hammer, uh, you know, rolls rolls down and catches Omega for the one, two, three. Death Triangle are still your trio's tag title champions. Now, where do you go from here? Well, like I said, if you have Death Triangle win, I said, well, maybe maybe now you can build a proper feud with these two teams. Later on in the show, when they were going on going over what's going to be on on Dynamite, they said it's going to be Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks for the finals of the world title eliminator. And Death Triangle versus the Elite 2 on Dynamite. And I said, whoa, we're already doing the rematch now? Okay, okay, that doesn't sound bad at all. Except the next slide that they played... Do I go out at one? Yeah, I go out at one. The next slide that they played was a calendar. It's not just going to be Death Triangle versus the Elite match two. They're doing a whole best of seven series. Hey, we haven't seen the Elite wrestle in 
Well, we haven't seen Kenny Omega wrestle in like a year. Then he came back, did the tournament, then had to be suspended with the Young Bucks. I think this is Tony Khan's way of saying, no, 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 no. I'm getting my money's worth with you guys. You guys aren't going to get yourself suspended and get paid and then not wrestle. And then, no, 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 no. Because even when Kenny Omega was world champion, he wasn't wrestling as much as he was before. And I know because of all the injuries and stuff. And, you know, being the world champion, you don't have to wrestle every single night. But now, they, they, they've come up with a best of... What's funny is, I'm looking at the calendar, and it's like, January 11th, January is it? And I'm like, January? And then I look up, and it says, you know, a best of seven series. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Here we go. Let's do it. These two teams, I mean, from what we got here, we got, you know, fast-paced action, you know, the, the, the whole shebang. So I I can't wait. I cannot wait. This is going to this is going to be a fun uh series to watch. Definitely. Um what was after the trios match? I mean, I whatever I could remember, I could say um it, I oh yeah, actually after with the TBS um title match uh, Jay Cargill defending the title against Nyla Rose. This is one of those crowd was quiet. Uh, Jade now has taken up the uh, <laughs> the Johnny Gargano role, the uh, Velveteen Dream role of cosplaying at every pay per view. I knew I know one of them. She did Storm. I know one of them. She did um, uh, She Hulk. This one I couldn't tell what she was from where I from where I was sitting. I saw her legs were green, but her hair was like blonde, but she had like a red top, she had like her face painted. I couldn't tell what she was, and then I was trying to remember on Jade's on Jade Cardkill's uh Twitter, she was asking for suggestions and people said, "Well, what about this girl?" And she said, no, 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 no. I can't touch DC. Marvel is good, but I can't touch DC. So people were sending suggestions. She was, you know, like, oh, yeah, I could do that one, definitely. Trying to figure out. Somebody behind me looked it up and said, oh, she's someone from the Thundercats. She's a a certain character. Which is funny because, I'm going to be honest, I've never seen the Thundercats. But... I know what the logo looked like. So she had the logo on her chest and on her knee pads. So once I saw the, the orange, um, it's like an orange circle with, with, with the black lining on the inside. I was like, that looks, yeah, I wonder if that's the Thundercats. But I, I didn't want to obviously say it out loud because, one, I was by myself, and two, I didn't want to look stupid. Or like, what are you kidding me? Why would that? Okay. Um, quiet match. Uh, I think Nyla Rose was cosplaying herself. She was, uh, I think, Assassin's Creed. The way she had a hoodie, and she was in all white, 
she had a hoodie attached to her gear. Um, she's done it before. She did Mega Man before. So this is a cosplay versus cosplay for two heels that, you know, didn't, didn't move the crowd. Um, Cardgill wins at the end of it. That's really all that matters. Then I was wondering what the number was. And they put the graphic up, 42 and 0. And I said, yes, we are getting closer to that 50 and 0 mark. I can't wait to see what they do. One, do they let her hit the 50? Or do you let someone stop her? from hitting 50. Do you let her get to uh, uh, 49 and one? I believe I, I, I said that in the prediction. What if you have a big thing about it? Someone challenges, but she's like, oh, I'm gonna get the 50 and oh, I can't believe it. And that person not only takes the title, but stops the streak at 49 and one. I hope it's that. But if she goes 50 and 0, no big deal. Someone's going to stop the streak eventually. We, we just got to see who. Uh, this now, I need to check who the hell was the next match. Oh, is it? Was it? Yep. Chris Jericho defending the ROH world title against Sammy Guevara, um, Claudio Castanoli, and Brian Danielson. Um, this was a pretty good match. Um, they told a story here with, obviously, the Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club. At one point... Danielson and Claudio, they, they, you know, they kick out the heels and then they stare at each other and they know, they know Ring of Honor, they know about, you know, the code of wrestling. Remember, they are in the Black, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. This is all about being the best, the best wrestler, et cetera, et cetera. So they shake hands. And proceed to beat the shit out of each other. Because at the end of the day, it's a fatal four-way every man for themselves. Same thing happens a bit, uh, you know, a little later on. Um, I saw the seeds were planting where Jericho would hit Danielson with one, one punch. But then Sammy would get on top of him and hit, you know, 20 punches. Uh, uh, Jericho would hit a man in the corner. And Sammy would do it two or three more times. That, you know, like, like he's the young kid. He can do it, you know, more times than you because he's got, you know, time on his side. I saw they were playing that. And then eventually Sammy got fed up. And he started going after Jericho. They were, what's funny is at one point, Jericho had Sammy in the walls of Jericho. And if they were still on the same page, Sammy would have just tapped 
and the match would have been over. But because Sammy now wanted to win the world title, uh, stood in there and they kept fighting. Uh, towards the end, uh, a bit of a botch. But, um, oh, at one point, it looked like Sammy was going to win. I think uh, Danielson and and uh, Claudio were down. He hit the, uh, uh, you know, the, the GTH. One, two. Oh, and hit the shooting star press. One, two, kick out. Not meant to be. Um, towards the end, a bit of a botch. Like I was saying, Claudio was uh, spinning Guevara in the swing. And Jericho, like, just, like, dove his body. I know what he was doing. He was aiming for the Judas effect. But he, like, swung his body, hit Guevara. And there was, like, a pause of, what do we do now? Because... Claudio didn't go down, and Jericho's getting back up. So then Jericho just got back up quick, threw himself, hit the Judas effect on Claudio, and got the one, two, three. Now Claudio was pinned. So maybe Danielson still can get a shot at the title because he wasn't, you know, pinned or anything like that. Maybe. Next match. It was, listen, it was, oh, and here it was. Soraya versus Britt Baker. This is Soraya's uh, AEW in-ring debut. This is her return to wrestling after five years. Fans were sitting on their hands, if that's the polite way to say it. The crowd was quiet for this. I, I, listen, I've got two kids. I usually wake up at four or five in the morning during the week for work. Maybe it was just me being tired. We were at the, you know, we were at 10 p.m. at this point. Maybe it was just me being tired, but I'm literally like, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how to say, I was trying to keep up. I was trying to, I, I was trying to stay up. I would probably have to rewatch this match. I'm pretty, I, it was a decent match. I don't remember anything outstanding. I don't remember anything special. This was a paint by the numbers. This was a decent match. Nothing too crazy. Um, and it ends with Soraya um, getting the win. Like I said she would. I said this needed to be her comeback win uh, on a big pay-per-view. And that's what happened. I mean, Britt still hit her with everything. She hit her with the stomp. She hit, you know, she went for the lockjaw. But Paige hit her, I believe, two two rampages in a row. Hit the Paige Turner at one point. But at the end, it was it was Soraya. 
Zariah who got the win. As I figured. Um, but yeah, this was just one of those matches where I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I want, you know, I want something to, to excite, to wake me up, wake my ass up. And this was just that down period, especially after that fatal four-way where I was just like, okay, yeah, um, all right, cool, cool. She got the win. I'm so happy for her. Um, then we had big meaty men bumping meat. Samoa Joe versus Warlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Triple threat for the TNT title. Boy, was I wrong on this one. I said there was only two options. It's either Wardlow overcomes the odds, keeps his championship, or we get a new champion in Powerhouse Hobbs. Wardlow blames Samoa Joe for all of this. Samoa, uh, Wardlow goes on to face Samoa Joe at final battle. Final battle, I believe, uh, for the uh, TV title. That part might still happen, but that's not what happened here. Samoa Joe. Um, while Wardlow was doing his uh his power bomb symphony, came up from behind, hit hit uh Wardlow with the TNT title. Um, powerhouse was getting up. Samoa Joe put him in the in the in the uh, rear naked choke and submitted, tapped out, or, or maybe he passed out. Uh, powerhouse Hobbs. So there you go. What did I did I ever expect this? Absolutely not. Samoa Joe is now a double champion. Here's another win for the bloodline. Here I wonder if if anyone has made that joke yet. Here's another Samoan double champion. Samoa Joe is the Ring of Honor TV champion and the TNT champion. Just like Roman Reigns has two world titles, the Usos have two tag titles. They have another Samoan with two mid-card titles. Now, if we get Solo Sokoa to win the U.S. title and the Intercontinental, then we got Yahtzee. We have wrestling Yahtzee. We have wrestling bingo. For every Samoan being a double champion. Um, it was very unexpected. The crowd did not see that coming. Especially as soon as the, the rear naked choke was applied. Thought, oh, you know, he's going to power out, out of it. Uh, Wardlow's going to stop it. No, as soon as that bell rang, Shit, I got up. and was like, holy shit, are you kidding me? That's it? This was a decent match. This was 
what it was. Couple big guys throwing each other around, you know, tackling each other and shit like that, showing off their strength. Um, and yeah, at the end, Samoa Joe came out with the win. New champion, new champion. Um, yeah, that was another match. Okay, now I want everyone to forgive me for this. Because I saw the graphic, and the graphic said, Sting and Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Now, at the Prudential Center, for whatever reason, maybe this is every AEW event. But, they, there is only one merchant stand. There's only one stand where you can buy AEW merchandise. So it's right by the entrance. So when I came into the arena, I saw it. And the line was absolutely insane. I said, you know what? I'll pick a time during the show. And I'll come back. Here, I thought, hey. These guys are probably going to have a long entrance. The match is going to be okay. The match will probably be a couple minutes. Maybe I could run down, get something, come right back. So that's kind of what happened. I went, and along the way, remember, I'm in the top level. So I have to go to the other side of the arena to get the downstairs escalator. That leads me to the merchandise stand. So I walking by and actually very helpful. Uh, the vendors were showing the pay-per-view on the outside, on the screens like where the where the where the food stands were, where the beer stands were. So I'm looking while I'm walking. So I see that this uh, they actually changed. And it became a no count out, no DQ match. Fine. Um, they were fighting by the stage. You know, then I'm walking, 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 walking. And then look up at the screen. I see Darby Allen has set up a ladder on the stage. He's about to do the coffin drop. But Satnam Singh grabs him. Then picks him up and takes him away. Takes him to the ring. And I'm walking, 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 go down the escalator. And I wanted I wanted to get one of the Acclaim shirts. I wanted to get uh, a hat. And I wanted to get a, um, oh, yeah, I got, you know, one of those little flimsy uh, AEW, the, the book bags, the little drawstrings. Well, I get there and I said, hey, uh, the, the Acclaim shirt, number six, in a large I said, no, we don't have any large. I have an extra large. I said, no, no, no. Uh, Well, do you have a medium? No. We don't have any other medium. We don't have any other larges. Only medium I have is for, it was an AEW shirt, but it was like on this navy blue. It's not even like if it was on a black shirt. It was on a navy blue shirt. I said, well, do you have any hats? They said, no, we don't have any hats. I said, oh. You know what? I 
I think I saw them put a thing that they're going to have a Black Friday sale. I, I think I'll just buy something online. So I come back uh, in time for Darby Allen. He was going to hit a coffin drop. Jeff Jarrett hits it with the guitar. Um, Jay Lethal at one point goes for lethal, lethal injection. But um, Sting, I guess, just the momentum, miscommunication, whatever you want to call it. At the same time of the flip, Sting got in position for the Scorpion death drop. It didn't look very clean. Uh, but then Darby Allen went to the top, hit a coffin drop on Jay Lethal. One, two, three. Baby faces win. So there you go. What I figured. It's exactly what I figured would happen. Next match. Jamie Hayter versus uh, Tony Storm for the Interim Women's World Championship. Boy, when I say this crowd had its favorites, this crowd had its favorites. Whether it be the Elite or in this match, Jamie Hayter was loved. You would think this girl, this woman, is is a is a babyface the whole time. She is running with the heels. She's running with the top heel with Britt Baker and crew. But no one cared about that. Forget about all that. They love, they love Jamie Hader. This crowd. It's it's like if they had a sign, you know, Jamie wins or we riot. Basically. Because that's how they were acting. Savages. Rabbit, ra- you know, rabid uh, fan base here. Um, pretty decent match. Uh, Jamie was, you know, showing off her guns and Tony Storm was showing off her buttons. Every time, every time... Uh, Jamie Hayter would, you know, kiss her muscles and flex. Uh, Tony Storm, like, got into a squat position, slapped her ass and said, yeah, well, I got this, buddy. Um, which is funny because Jamie Hayter was hitting clotheslines and Tony Storm was hitting, you know, these ass, ass hits, these hip attacks. Uh, Rebel came at, at, or Reba, came at one point, um, uh, Hit Tony Storm uh, with the belt. Jamie went for the for the pin, kick out. Towards the end, um, someone in a hoodie came out and curb stomped Tony Storm. When the person took off their hoodie, it was Britt Baker, which was surprising. It was only surprising because I figured. Well, I figure now that. This this is how the split is gonna happen. Let me let me get to the end of the match. Um, hit the curve side, threw her back in the ring. Tony Storm kicks out at two, and then uh, just back and forth of Jamie Hayter trying to hit you know the, that uh, that Rainmaker um, Okada clothesline, uh, missing you know back and forth, back and forth. Um, and eventually catches um, 
catches Tony Storm, hits the one, you know, gets the one, two, three, and Jamie Hayter is your new interim women's world champion. Now, where do you go from here? Because now I think, you know, at first when people were online are saying, you know, Jamie Hayter needs to, like, she's a star. She could. She she needs to break away from from Britt Baker. She needs to be doing her own thing. And rather than Jamie lose, and then Jamie breaks up with Britt, I think you tell a different story here. I think this is what Tony Khan is gonna do. I think Jamie Hader holds on to that title. Then you know everyone's giving Jamie the attention because remember Britt. Britt's got no title. Britt, Britt's not doing anything. Britt just lost to Soraya. So I think, you know, it starts getting to Britt. And then a Britt, uh, uh, a Britt, eventually uh, Britt turns on Jamie Hayter. And they eventually feud for the, for the world title. Think about it. Your sidekick. Your underling, the person you know you you took under your wing, the the person you have been mentoring, they're the champ, not you. Guess what? People don't even want to care. People don't even care about you anymore. People aren't even asking about you. They're asking, "How's the champ?" You're not the champ. You used to be the champ, but that's not you anymore. I think it'll eventually get to Brit and. That's where we see the turn. Maybe, I don't think as soon as Revolution, maybe Double or Nothing, maybe at All Out next year. Maybe this drags out. Jamie Hayter, you know, I, I, I see more maybe Double or Nothing of, of um, Britt doing the turn and then they set up that match. Uh, with Jamie Hayter still winning and keeping the title, of course. Where, what do I do now? Oh, next match. For the AEW Tag Titles, the Acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory. Highlight of the match. Well, I, at one point, Swerve uh, knocks down, you know, the Acclaim. And then just, you know, just wanders into the crowd. And what's funny is Keith Lee is the legal man. Keith Lee's looking outside like, hey, where you going? What the hell are you doing? Swerve comes with a piece of the barricade, leans it up against the ring, and Keith Lee's just staring at him just like, no, no, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing? Like, we don't have to do any of this. But basically, like I said, like the uh, like Ray Phoenix, when, when handed the hammer, no, this is not how I want to win. That's what, that's, it. what's funny is that's basically, they they basically have the same type of storyline with two different tag teams and gave you two different results. The first, uh, well, let me keep going. Uh, back and forth, eventually, um, uh, 
What did Swerve grab? Swerve grabbed something. Swerve grabbed a, a weapon. What was the... Oh, 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 it was uh, pliers. He grabbed pliers. Um, I guess the referee wasn't stopping the pliers or he didn't see the pliers. But, um, but, uh, uh, Swerve eventually got some pliers. He was gonna, he was gonna use it on, um, Max Caster when, um, and there you go. Uh, uh, this crowd also had a favorite with the Acclaim and was chanting for Daddy. Where is Daddy? Where is Daddy? It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, hearing hearing a crowd nowadays just say, "Oh, scissor me, daddy." This I it would not. If you told if you if I had brought my friend who hadn't seen much of AEW and said, "Well, listen, this is why they're chanting scissor me, daddy." You'd be hard. It'd be hard pressed to, to to try to describe or explain to someone who doesn't watch AEW what is going on. Who is Daddy? Why do we want to scissor him? But anyway, um, uh, so uh, Billy Gunn stopped Swerve from using the pliers on Max Caster there. Uh, referees were taking out Billy when Swerve got in the ring, handed Keith Lee the uh, pliers and said, use it on Anthony Bowen. And Keith, you know, looked and he threw it down. And then you could see Swerve getting his face and you, and you could read his lips. You do what I say. Keith Lee just goes, nah. And walks out on his partner. Then, you know, uh, the acclaim come. Get a couple near falls on Swerve and eventually drop him with actually a new move I've, I've never seen before. Or maybe they have been using it and I haven't been paying attention. But drop him. The acclaim win. The acclaim are still your tag champions. Um. Like I was saying with Death Triangle, you had two ways of doing both of these storylines. You could do the one where that they did here with Swerve and Glory, where the, the partner is fed up. No, I don't I don't need to cheat. I don't want to cheat. I don't want to do this, you know, F off. I don't need you. And walking out and then, you know, break up that tag team. I thought that might have been the start for Death Triangle. Maybe Ray Phoenix doesn't use the um, the 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 hammer. It causes Death Triangle to lose the tag titles, and then Pack breaks up with the Lucha Bros. Um, but they did, you know. Ray reluctantly used it, and uh, the team is happy. Here, Keith Lee said, no, no, no. I don't need to use this. You're the heel, not me. Walked out on his partner. What's funny is, uh, you know, Swerve, Swerve Strickland was still fighting the acclaim. It's like, why? Why are you going to fight? Are you, are you going to win? Your partner just left you. 
like, like that's it. The battle, the battle is lost. That's it. Your your partner left you. There's no reason for you to keep fighting because you, even if you won, your your you know your team is is broken up, basically. I don't know. Then the final match for the world champion, AEW World Championship. John Moxley defending against MJF. Like I said, this crowd had its favorites. The elite jungle boy. Um, uh, the acclaimed Jimmy Hader. That's really it. And MJF. MJF got a superstar reaction. John Moxley, who has been the star in AEW, the person who has put the company on his back, done everything right by this company, for this company, the fans just chanted, fuck you, Moxley, and just turned him heel, basically. Now, at one point, Moxley was just fed up and looked at the crowd and said, you know, fuck you guys. And then, and the crowd of New Work just said, whoa, fuck us. And he's like, yeah, you know, fuck you guys. I just, I just found that hilarious how, you know, every everyone's, you know, saying all this shit for Moxley. And when Moxley throws shit back, everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, easy there, buddy. What are you doing there? Like, wait, wait, wait. You guys are all cursing this guy out. Ah, I don't know. Pretty decent match. Uh, MJF was babyface this whole time. I think this was a case of they they heard the reaction and they were like, no, no, no. Moxie was like, no, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be the villain. I'll be the heel. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. You can fucking beat a baby face tonight. You're the good guy here. This crowd wants you to win. So, MJF, you know, powering back. This was a pretty decent match. This is a pretty, uh, a really good match. Um, but it, the most important part of this match was the end. There were a lot of different ways this match could have ended. I only got five more minutes to talk about it. This match could have ended any number of ways. There were a lot of variables. The Diamond Ring, William Regal, Brass Knuckles, Winning Cleanly, The Firm. I I told you there was a, a couple weeks ago, I even thought, what about a double turn? What about Moxley just turns heel? Honestly, he kind of did tonight. Just for the crowd, uh, and may, and MJF is full on babyface. So many different ways, you know, this could have went down. They chose what happened tonight, which was, um, first referee was knocked down. Second referee came in. He got knocked down. No firm whatsoever came in to interfere. I thought that was interesting. And then um, 
William Regal comes down because MJF grabs his his diamond ring and says, you know, you know, don't fucking use it. Don't use that ring. And, you know, MJF throws it to the side and says, you know what? Fine. I'm not going to use this ring. I don't need this ring. Tosses it to the side. Moxley hits him with the with the uh, the paradigm shift. Then goes for the choke. MJF taps out. Moxley lets go. He's celebrating. Says, "Yeah, I did it. I won. I'm still the champ." But Regal's like, "No, no, 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 no. The referee's down. There's nothing. Like, it's not official." So Moxley's like, "Fuck." So he goes to wake the referee up, and at the same time, the greatest trick the devil ever did was, was you know, pretend he wasn't there. I forgot what the saying is already. <laughs> but basically, at the same time John Moxley is waking up that referee, William Regal slides some brass knuckles over to MJF. He puts them on his hands. And he whacks John Moxley and gets on top of him. One, two, three. MJF is your new champion, your new world champion. Only thing I was upset uh, with was uh, I was recording parts of the celebration thinking, wait, 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 if there's a new champion, where's the confetti? Was the fireworks nothing, nothing like that for uh, for MJF? Not for a villain like him. Uh, I thought all in all, Full Gear not their best show. It was a good show, really good show. I definitely have to watch it back, hear the commentary, uh, rewatch some of the matches, um, see if it was just me just being tired and drowsy. Or if the match, you know, some matches just didn't do it tonight. But um, this was a hot crowd. When they were hot, they were hot. I'll tell you that. They had their favorites, definitely. Um, I enjoyed it. This is my second time here at the Prudential Center in Jersey. Um, I'm definitely going to keep coming back. Uh, but AEW, please, have more than one, you know, place where you sell merchandise. There's, like, so many people trying to get shirts and stuff, and, yeah. And the lines are insane. You'd have to come, like, two hours before showtime to get a shirt. But anyway, guys, that's all I got for you tonight. That's another one in the books. Now we see how we get to Revolution. We see the fallout. What's going to happen with the firm? Um... How is Moxley going to take William Regal betraying him? Does MJF, is MJF a full-blown heel now with William Regal? Do they join up with the firm or whatever? I can't wait to see that. Well, which means, oh, no, we don't know who who won the final yet. We're going to see that soon. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening to my review. I can't wait to talk to you all next time.